This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. It's good to see all of you this evening. You all got a Bible with you there someplace or a device that you're using? Let's, uh, let's open those up to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're going to uh, continue on in our study. Uh, in June, starting in June, you know, we have a class for married couples and uh, really would encourage you to... <laughs> Uh, attend that because I believe that you can be blessed as a result of that. Of course, I'm, I'm uh, promoting something else. Instead of you being in here, I want you to be in there, but it's okay. It's all good. Praise God. Somebody's going to be here. At least my wife will be. You know, she's been here for four. Oh, you're going to the marriage class. See if you can learn something. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope that works out. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I was going to say something kind about her, but I ain't going to now. <laughs> We'll just let that be. Glory to God. Anyway, uh, we're glad you're here this evening. Thank you for uh, uh, making this a priority where your lives are concerned to uh, feed on the Word of God. Amen. The entrance of His Word gives light. And the Bible says that God sends His Word uh, to whatever the need is within our life and brings healing or deliverance or whatever it is that we... It's the Word of God. And that premium or the premium placed or the value placed on God's Word, a lot of times, even in evangelicalism, isn't really uh, what it should be. I mean, it is our life. Jesus said, men don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So you're here this evening, and I know that's because you're hungry and you love Him. And I believe you'll get something. Praise God. Amen. So let's pray, and then we'll get into the Bible. Father, Again, it's our privilege to break the bread of life, to behold wonderful things from your holy word. I thank you for utterance this evening, Father. I thank you for the Spirit of God in all of us to teach us, but also, Father God, a divine direction, a guidance that comes from him so that the needs represented here may be met. And so we just thank you together, Father, for your grace, your blessing, your goodness, your mercy, and of course, as we sang about, your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. For this particular uh, series of lessons, and as I mentioned, you know, now starting in June, uh, that class is going to be going on, but I'm, I'm going to start a class in here about uh, divine health, walking in divine health, St- uh, taking up the subject of healing, divine healing, what the Bible has to say, why it is that some people don't get healed, and why some do, and how we can, you know, release our faith for whatever it is that we have as a need within our life, and how that works. It's going to be great. So anyway, but if you're married, go to class. Hallelujah. If you're not married, yeah, you can come in here. And if you're like my wife, you can do whatever you want. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. It'll all be good. So notice with me here, Second Corinthians chapter 5, we're using this as our text. The Apostle Paul said in verse 7, for we walk by what? And not by what? Yes, we walk by faith and not by sight. And of course, he was speaking figuratively as to a manner of life, how it is that we live, our conduct. And, uh, and we walk by faith in God's word, what it is that God has said. Many of you are here tonight because the Bible says not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Evidently, you must believe that scripture because here you are. Hallelujah. So the Bible is filled. Really, the Bible is an instruction manual for life. It'll give you everything you need to know about whatever it is you need to know. Hallelujah. And if it's anything outside of that, you don't need to know it. (laughs) Hallelujah. But thank God for his word. But we walk by faith. We pursue a way of life or a lifestyle based upon what God has said what it is that we discover from the Bible. Hallelujah. It changes our life. It changed our life. I don't know about yours. I'm sure that it did. You know, if you do anything where you begin to obey the Bible and do the Word of God, your life will be blessed. Amen. And we sang about it, you know, all my life, you know, you've been faithful. Well, that's true. Now, some of you haven't been down the road of life that far, but for the rest of us, yeah, it's, a, it's absolutely the truth. God is faithful. And I'm reminded even what Joshua said, you know, when he was talking to the nation of Israel after they'd went into the land of promise and possessed all everything there and all the tribes received their inheritance and so on and so forth. And he said, not one word of all of the good things that God promised has failed. He has 
fulfilled and accomplished every one of them. And the same thing's true in our lives, in our generation, you know, as we live for him. And that, that's not to say you're not going to be challenged as you go down the road of life, but thank God we win because Jesus came and he gave his life so that you could win. And that's all that matters. Hallelujah. So we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go along. But we've just been talking about the practical application of living by faith or walking by faith. And living or walking by faith, it isn't some kind of a hit and miss or some kind of a mysterious thing or something that is unknown. It's not a shot in the dark. A lot of people, you know, will say, well, you know, we'll pray and see what happens. It's not that at all. If you're just praying to see what happens, nothing's going to happen. Okay, or you won't know, you know, how the whole thing turns out. It certainly isn't because of faith when you do that. Well, you know, I just wish God would, you know, do something. Well, it doesn't come by wishing. It comes by believing. Are you listening to me? You know, and a lot of people, that's kind of, you know, they're hopeful. Well, thank God for hope. We need hope. But there's another element, faith, hope, and love. But you need faith in order to bring what you hope into this particular environment in which we live. So, again, it's not a shot in the dark. It's intentional. It's deliberate because um, (laughs) it's deliberate because it does work. God's living word works. Are you listening to me? But you got to work the word. You got to be a doer of the word. You can't just be a hearer only because then you're not going to get anything. But when you're a doer of the word, you know, I use the example all the time when we got saved, we got, you know, well, at least when I got saved, you know, there's a lot of stuff I needed to get rid of. I burned all my albums, all my eight track tapes. And some of you don't even know what an eight track is, but it doesn't matter, you know, and uh, burned them. We had a big old party and burned them. People I know that got saved during that time, you know, they had a big booze stash, you know, so that they could party their brains out and try to figure out what happened last night. And they'd pour all their booze down the drain. Are you listening to me? And maybe you had drug paraphernalia or whatever the case might be, and you got rid of that. And, and all of these things led to a different way of life, a different lifestyle. Because the Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and we're to glorify God in our body. So if you're doing things to your body that's ruining or destroying it, you know, whether it's drugs, alcohol, substance abuse, whatever the case might be, you know, it's uh, it's uh, not only is it displeasing to him, but it's detrimental to you and you can't enjoy the blessing that God has in your life. That's all there is to it. You know, it's pretty simple. But thank God, you know, for people that want to do it right and want to live right. there's a blessing in it. So as we pass and review quickly, the Bible makes it clear that faith begins where the will of God is known. You have to know whether it's the will of God for you to be saved. You have to know whether it's the will of God for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You have to know the will of God, whether or not, you know, you're to be healed or any of the other promises that we find in the word of God. Does God want to prosper you? You know, is it his intent for you to be able to pay your bills and be blessed and have your needs met and be able to give to others and all of those different kinds of things? All of that is discovered when we read the word of God. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. Now that may not be your experience, but at least we know what the will of God is. So then it becomes a question of how do I get what his will is as a reality within my life? And of course, that's by believing, by saying, by doing. And as we do so, then thank God things come around. Hallelujah. Think about the woman, you know, we mentioned last week about the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says that when she had heard of Jesus, she heard something about what Jesus was doing. In other words, she discovered, and we know this from the scriptures, that Jesus was the will of God in action. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So whatever it is that they seen him doing and what it is that she heard was happening, it brought faith to her heart. And she said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And thank God she was. Amen. So she discovered the will of God when she, of course, heard of Jesus. So uh, that's important for us to understand. The second thing we talked about is, is the child of God with the spirit of faith. Now, Paul said not everybody's got faith. How many of you know that? Huh? There are a lot of folk out there. They don't believe nothing. Well, they believe something, but it's the wrong thing. Huh? Everybody believes something. It's just, you know, people think, you know, that there's Martians and all kinds of stuff, you know. I mean, I guess that's their prerogative, but they're probably not screwed onto the right bolt. But anyway, um, uh, 
the child of God with the spirit of faith both believes and says, now listen, they both believe and say what the word of God says. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, if you back up here in Paul's writing. Notice with me in verse 13, just a page back in my Bible at least. It says in verse 13, we having, everybody say I have. Yeah, we having the same spirit of faith. Not everybody's got a spirit of faith. If people, they go to a church and they don't hear the word of faith being preached, they're not going to have a spirit of faith. Are you listening to me? They're not going to, they're not going to put place a demand on the will of God where their life is going to be concerned. What they're going to do is they're going to hope that God does something or that they get bailed out somehow or another. But you know, when you have the spirit of faith, you know what the will of God is. And you said, father, you said in your word, and I believe and trust you. So I'm going to act accordingly. And thank God, I know you'll bring it to pass because he is a faithful God. Can you say amen? So again, the scripture says we having the same spirit of faith. Everybody say, I have the spirit of faith. Yeah, you've got a spirit of faith. Glory to God, or you wouldn't be here tonight. Having the spirit of faith according as it is written. Now listen, this is what the spirit of faith does or says. We having the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. You know, there may be a lot of negative things that are going on in your life, but I'm telling you right now, praise God, God's going to turn that around if you'll believe him. Amen. You can trust God. I mean, absolutely trust him. But you know, if all you're ever doing is talking about the bad condition or the messed up thing or whatever it is that's going on in your life, or, you know, God never does anything for me, that's, that's, that's really full of faith. But you'll hear people say that all the time. If God is a loving God, then how come? You know, so there's all this doubt and all this unbelief in the conversation of people, and they wonder why the Word of God isn't working for them, why their lives aren't planning out and heading in a direction that God wants it to. It's because they're, they're talking trash, okay, for lack of a better way of saying it. You got to change, and I'm not talking about mind over matter, I'm not talking about, you know, your, what it is that you say by that uh, uh, conversation or declaration that somehow or another it has power in it to change your circumstance. I'm talking about believing in what God has said and saying the same thing he does in order for your life to turn around. Does that make sense to you? Okay, because a lot of times, you know, people, they, they kind of get this new age kind of thing mixed in with the whole positive confession, confession thing, and they're missing the point. The reason that I say what I say is because I believe what he said, and I'm just simply saying what he said about my life. I'm not staying where I'm at. Thank God the best is yet to come. He's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can even ask or think because of the power that's at work within me. Hallelujah. You know, the word is working mightily in me. I believe that. Hallelujah. You know, and a lot of times people will say, well, you know, you're just getting this and that and the other. And, you know, or maybe you're too old or whatever. You're never too old to do amazing things. Moses was 80 before he even got started. Now he made a few mistakes there up on the front end. Thank God turned out pretty good on the end. Are you listening to me? So, you know, you can believe what you want. But I tell you what, I'm going to believe the Word of God. Can you say amen? amen? Pastor Brian was making reference to Joshua being 110 years old. 110! And he's talking to these people, and he said, you can see what it is that God has done. Here we are. We possess the land. God has fulfilled his word. And he said, now you got a choice. You're either going to serve the gods that are in this country, or you're going to serve the God who brought you to this country. He said, as for me and my house at 110 years old, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, you know, you, got, you don't want to miss Sunday morning. I'm preaching. I'm talking about, you were talking about being stronger. And I'm going to preach a message entitled Stronger by Choice. And I tell you what, it's going to be a barn burner. Hallelujah. So, you know, come and watch me get up on a stump and burn. Hallelujah. It's going to be awesome. But anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, the guy who has the spirit of faith, the gal who's got a spirit of faith, says what the Bible says. Huh? 
we having the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So we don't let corrupt communication come out of our mouth. We don't let doubt and unbelief come out of our mouth. My, my wife and I, I mean, we're one another's police. You know, something gets, you know, said that isn't quite right, and boy, we'll just get on and say, no, that ain't right. That ain't going to happen. You're right. I repent. Praise God. God's got a better plan. It's so easy to do. How many of you know it's easy to do? You know, it's so easy to get off on a place where you don't want to be. So the spirit of faith says what the Bible says. The Bible says I'm the head and not the tail, that I'm above only and not beneath. Aren't you glad for that? Now, listen to me. He said, I'll make you the head, not the tail. And I don't know about you, but I like that whole concept. I want to be up here, not back there. Huh? And you'll be above only and not beneath. Why is that important? Because the devil is forever trying to destroy people's self-esteem, self-worth, value, all of these things by telling you how no good you are. It happens, you know, you don't have to have people around, you know. He'll just start conversing with you in your mind. But that is so inconsistent with I'll make you the head and not the tail. You'll be above only and not beneath. You are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that you should walk in them. Hallelujah. So it's all up, not down, when it comes to the kingdom of God. So if your thought life is being bombarded by things that are negative and, and uh, you know, uh, pushing down on you, uh, browbeating you, condemning you, you know, uh, being condescending, all of those different, you never do anything right, you'll never amount to anything, you screw everything up, you know, all those different, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how it manifests itself, but it's from hell. Because the Bible says that if any man or woman be in Christ, they're a new creation. Hallelujah, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. He's made you something new and precious to him from the inside out. Glory to God. But you've got to get your mind renewed so that you stop thinking about all this other junk. You know, and, and, and the thing about it is, about the time you get yourself heading in the right direction, then some well-meaning person will come along and help you to try to put you back where you were. And they browbeat you and they talk ugly about you and all these different kinds of things. But don't let that, <laughs> no, never mind about all that. Amen? You just believe God and trust him. And don't worry about whatever it is that everybody else is saying. They're, I mean, critics abound. You know, my wife and I, man, I mean, we've been criticized by experts. Are you listening to me? So there's always going to be that. But don't pay it any, no mind. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. That'll help somebody. That right there, that was worth a whole lot. That's probably worth you driving here. Amen. Because, you know, there are always people in, in our lives that uh, they don't have faith. They don't have a spirit of faith. And all they got is something ugly to say. And they want to blame you. Don't forget that. It's not my fault. It's yours. Well, that's from hell, too. So don't receive it. You know, don't take it. Say, listen, Bubba. You're, you're, you're talking, you're barking in the dark, you know, because uh, that's not me. Amen. Are you with me? So he said that we're the head, not the tail. We're talking about the spirit of faith and what it says. It says what God says. And God says, I've made you the head, not the tail. There is no reason on God's green earth that you shouldn't walk through this life with your head up, your shoulders back, and glad to be a child of God and never be ashamed of it. Are you listening to me? Because of what it is that he's done for you. I'm not talking about you in and of yourself. You know, I stopped comparing my, you know, thinking about myself in the light of the old man a long time ago. Because it ain't, it's not pretty. You know, but thank God when I look at myself in the light of what Jesus did, then glory to God, it's beautiful. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. The Bible says I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. You know, do you feel like you're the conqueror or the conquered? Do you listen in your conversation of your mind about feeling condemned, uh, discouraged, conquered, you know, defeated, whatever? Those are not the thoughts of God. Are you listening to me? How many of you are still glad you came here? How many of you are awake? 
All right, it's good, you know, because this is true. Are you with me? We're more than a conqueror. The Bible says, I have the greater one in me. You know, we're not conscious of that very often, but greater is he that is in me than he that's in this world. The greater one's in me. Glory to God. Father, I'm so glad that the greater one lives on the inside of me. Hallelujah. So we say what the Bible says about us. That's what the spirit of faith does. You know, the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So no matter what comes my way, no matter what I'm having to face, no matter what it is that I'm dealing with, I can do it. Hallelujah. Because God will see me through and he'll see you through whatever it is that's going on in your life. Glory to God. Everybody say it together. The best, the best. is yet to come. Absolutely it is. So you see, um, <clears throat> in, in talking about this, what I want you to understand and what I want you to see, what we're doing here is that we're simply combating the lies of the world and the devil by declaring the truth of what Jesus did. Do you see that? So when I, when I make these comments to you or these statements to you about what the Bible says, we're combating the lies of the world and the lies of the devil that are endeavoring, are endeavoring to corkscrew you into the ground. So we, that's why the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Well, his, 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 his mode of operanda is he attacks your thought life, your mind. That's why we need to get our mind renewed, and that's why we need to put a stop to whatever it is he's talking about. Amen. And so it becomes, because here's the thing, you guys, you're not defeated in any way, shape, or form. You are not a victim. You are the victor. Are you with me? The world culture right now is preaching victim mentality all over the place. You're not a victim. Praise God. God gave you a free moral agency to be able to stand on your own two feet and make your way and be blessed by him and obey the word of God and never have to look back again. Are you listening to me? So it becomes important for us to get our thinking straightened out instead of acquiescing or giving into or compromising what it is that, you know, the world's preaching something, it's just from hell. And you just need to know the difference between the two. So we're not defeated, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. Because the devil has lost his hold on you. You say, well, how do you know that? Because the Bible says, as he is, so am I in this world. And Jesus was not defeated. Huh? Glory to God. He's wearing the victor's crown right now. And he transferred or delegated that victory to you. And not only that, but he put his spirit in you so that you could overcome, so that you could live the kind of life that he wants you to live. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? I'm doing better preaching. You're doing amen. And few of you are helping, but I could take a few more. Hallelujah. Hell doesn't want you to believe. Listen, hell doesn't want you to believe. And hell doesn't want you to demonstrate to the world the truth about the gospel. So they, hell will do anything it can to keep you from applying or exercising the word and the will of God in your life. You know, right now we got this whole cancel culture and this woke whatever and this and that and the other, and they're just trying to silence people. Well, where did it come from? It came from hell. Are you listening to me? And so we got to be smart enough to realize, man, you can't shut me up. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? Because God is true. Hallelujah. So hell doesn't want you to believe and hell doesn't want you to demonstrate to the world the truth of God. Why? Because then the people that are out there perishing will go, hey, you know what? I think they must have something going on. Are you with me? And you have the privilege then to share and tell them why. So that's why both pressure and lies will be applied to your life. You say, yeah, but I just, no. No whining. Huh? Get rid of the wine. Nope. 
We're done with that. Why? Because we're a victor, not a victim. Are you with me? And it's important for us to understand that concept. You know, oh, I tell you what, praise God, we could go through this. Because, and, and, and again, understand that there will be pressure and there will be lies that come to you. But thank God, you know more than you knew before. Hallelujah. And you don't have to succumb to those things. Look at this verse of Scripture. Turn to James uh, chapter 1. He starts this letter out right away, man. I mean, right out of the box. He gives us some great advice. Notice here in James chapter 1, verse 1, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes that are scattered abroad. Hallelujah. Greetings. And then notice what he says in verse 2. My brethren, what, what, what's the next few words there? Count it all joy. Whenever you fall into diverse temptations, that's the King James. Um, I don't know. Somebody got another Bible translation? What's it say, Patty? Amen. There you go. Count it all joy. Now, you know, that seems stupid, foolish, idiotic, you know. Why in God's green earth would I want to count it all joy when something, you know, ugly is coming my way? Because you haven't read the rest of the verse. That's why. Huh? Count it all joy. Anybody else translation say something else? Various trials. What was yours again, Patty? That's awesome. Anybody else? Facing, but uh, facing what? But yeah, okay. Facing difficult. Count it all joy. Why on God's green earth would we do that, James? Now notice what he goes on to say. Count it all joy whenever you fall into diverse temptation, tests, and trial, knowing this, that the trial of your what? The trial of your what? The trial of your what? Your, the trial of your faith works endurance. I don't like endurance. Well, patience is what the King James says. It, it works uh, steadfastness, perseverance, endurance. I don't want to have to do that. Well, then you're going to have to leave the world. Okay? That's your only out. It's the only option. Okay? But here's the good news about all this, that whenever we do face temptation, temptation, test, or trial, or whenever we're dealing with difficulty or whatever, it gives us a marvelous opportunity to glorify our Heavenly Father and to say, Father, hallelujah, another opportunity for you to show yourself strong in my behalf because after all, I believe the Word of God and I say what you say and you're going to bring it to pass. Glory to God. I can't wait to watch this. Are you listening to me? Count it all joy. Hallelujah. Count it wholly joyful, brethren. Whenever you end up in these kinds of play, I don't like it. Well, nobody does. Huh? I want to get mad. Well, get glad. He didn't say count it, you know, all angry. He said count it all joy. Say, yeah, but I'm so tired of it. Well, evidently, your joy meter needs to go a little higher. Huh? Is there any possibility of that? Yeah, well, I'm just so sick and tired. Well, stop being sick and tired. You know? It's like one preacher years ago, he said, you know, you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know? It's a good word. Are you listening to me? Knowing this, that the trial of your faith, your faith is what's going on trial. See, when you endeavor to obey God, you don't have to obey God. You can, go down, you can go down the river of the world. You can obey the devil. You can live like the world. You can have what, you know, whatever it is that's out there. That's the easy way. That, that's swimming downstream. But I tell you what, if you want God's best, dude, you better take your head and get it up into the current and start obeying God and doing what it is that he has said and stop listening to the devil. Because God wants to take you upstream. 
Sure, it's easy. You can live like the devil. You can live like the world. You can do their dirt. You can have all hell break out in your life and this and that and the other and have all messed up kinds of immoral things going on in your life and, you know, destroying your life with all kinds of substance. You can do that. But thank God you don't have to. Man, I can't wait to preach on stronger by choice. Hallelujah. You know, the decision's yours. I mean, you know, and the sooner you decide, all right, enough of this blame game, enough of this, you know, uh, giving all these excuses and different things like that. Yeah, if I had time, I'd tell you about a story. But, dude, you've got to stop making excuses for yourself because that's all they are. You say, well, I don't want to hear that. I don't, I don't have anything else to tell you. Now, I'm not minimizing any kind of challenge or difficulty that you're going through. You may be going through absolute hell. But I am telling you this much, he's the one who has the answer. So I have to figure out what it is he wants me to do and start doing it. Start doing it. Start doing it. I, again, I think of Joyce Meyer. I mean, she's such a, a, a wonderful example. You talk about a person who is messed up and how God turned her life around and what it is she's doing right now. Do you think that was easy? No, not at all, man. She fought more devils than you can imagine. But thank God she came out on top, I'd say. Doing pretty good. Hallelujah at 80 years old. So, something to think about. So he says, knowing this, that the trial of your faith works steadfastness or endurance, but let this endurance or steadfastness have her perfect work so that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing, lacking in no good or beneficial thing. See, the pressure gets applied. The devil lies, and, 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 and that's all it is. It's a test. Your faith is going to go on trial, and you're going to decide how it's going to turn out. Not your circumstances, not the people around you, not whatever it is that you can come up with. You're going to decide. Thanks for your enthusiasm. But thank God I'm in a house full of people with faith the spirit of faith, that believe the word of God. And they're going to choose what it is that God has said, and they're going to stand their ground, and they're going to do, come on now, we're going to do what it is he told us to do, and glory to God, we are going to win in Jesus' name. Are you listening to me? Because that's what God wants for you and for your life. So, you know, <laughs> that's why you can laugh at the devil. You know, when it all looks bad, you can just start laughing at him. Hallelujah. And I'm sure he'll ask you why you are, and you can tell him, you know, whenever he's telling you you're not going to make it, that's when you laugh. You say, glory to God, devil, I already have. I already have. Amen. Thank God Jesus has turned my captivity. Are you listening to me? He's not going to. He has. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? Well, you know, when things look like this, and you know when it's turning around, my bank account's got this, and that, and the other. No, 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 no. No, that's not what, we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. We walk by what it is he has said, what we believe about the Bible. That's the way this thing works. And that's the reason why a lot of people, oh, turn to uh, Psalm 23. Let's look at this verse. Psalm 23. Y'all glad you came tonight? Yep. Hallelujah. Psalm 23. Thank you, Lord. Notice with me verse 1. The Lord is my what? The Lord is my what? The Lord is my shepherd. Well, you know what? Praise God. If the Lord's your shepherd, you're in good company and you're in good shape. Zach was telling me, uh, Zach, uh, Zach, Bert was telling me, you know, he, they got pigs and they got cattle and they got sheep and they got, I, I went up and I said, uh, I, he and uh, his wife were there and I said, so how's the couple that's living off the grid doing tonight, you know? I mean, they got everything, you know, on this uh, little acreage of theirs. He said, well, you know, I had all my stuff separated. Cattle were over there, and the calves, 4-H calves were there, and I had the sheep over here and whatever. He says, I turned around and went over there, you know, did something. I came back, and they were all back together again. And he couldn't figure out. He said, I don't know if they fly or what, but anyway, they were all in the same pen. Hallelujah. 
You say, what in the world does that have to do with anything? You know, I'm not really sure because I can't remember what I was really talking about. Oh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Zach is their shepherd. Amen. Are you with me? This guy, he's got four donkeys. These donkeys live better than most humans. Huh? Oh, yeah, they get three squares a day or whatever it is. And, you know, they get a little quarter of an apple and, you know, a half a banana with the peel and, you know, a couple strawberry. I mean, they're living, I mean, good. Come on. Why? Because he loves them. Well, your father loves you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not, what's the next word? Want. Well, there goes all that worry, care, and anxiety you've been carrying around. Why? Because I shall not want. Huh? You say, yeah, but you don't know my circumstance. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know how somebody did me wrong or this or that or, you know, whatever. Listen, whatever happened in your life doesn't change what he just got done saying. Huh? But you have to believe and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't have a worry or a care at all. And people think you're nuts, okay? But what a way to be nuts. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Amen. It's a stress reliever for sure. Amen. You won't die of a heart attack. You know, hypertension will go away. Uh, You're likely to just get blessed in all kind of ways. But look at it right here. I mean, you know, in the morning when you get up, you say, Father, I'm just so glad that you're my shepherd. And that I don't have a care in the world because you care for me. Amen. I mean, that's essentially what's being said here, right? Notice what it goes on to say. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Hallelujah. I was never so glad to get three inches of rain on my yard in my life. Why? Because it needed it. And guess what? It turned green. Hallelujah. Some weeds, but you know what I'm saying. Water is godly. Makes things grow. So right here it says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. There's no anxiety. There's no chaos. There's no, you know, all of those things. God leads us in a path of peace. It goes on then to say, he restores my soul. He he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Now listen, listen. Yes, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? Fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. Father, I'm so glad I don't have to be afraid. We live in a perilous time. We live in a goofed up world. But yet right here it says he's my shepherd and he'll take care of me. I believe that, don't you? I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think of some of the nonsense and things that, you know, I mean, people are nuts. They have lost their minds because they've listened to the devil. Are you with me? But in the meantime, for you and I, child of God, thank God this scripture right here, this is what we live by. This is what we live in. This is what we embrace. This is what we take as our own. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. That's the word of God. The rod and the staff is God's word, brings comfort. Huh? Just like tonight. You know, as I'm communicating these things to you, I mean, whether you realize it or not, it's impacting your life in a positive kind of way. You're going, yeah, yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, I I know that, you know, all those different kinds of things. The word has that effect. Now it goes on then to say in verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And look at verse six. Surely, everybody say surely. surely. Say it one more time. Surely, goodness and mercy, glory to God, will follow me all the days of my life, and I will what? I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord for a long, long time. Amen. I tell you, life is rich in Jesus. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So what are we going to do? We're going to count it all joy. Glory to God. But here again, you know, even though we read this scripture and we, many of us know Psalm 23 and whatever, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people, and I'm talking about people in the body of Christ. If you're out there in the world, you don't know any better. But I mean, people in the body of Christ are always complaining. 
They got a, a, a sad story. You know, this is jacked up. This person did this, whatever. Dude, you're a child of the living God. Change what it is that you're saying. Are you listening to me? Start saying what it is that he said. But they complain. They talk negatively about everything imaginable. The only thing, listen, just listen to yourself. And, and if all you do is you're talking negative junk, then there's a problem. Huh? And it's not out here. Listen to me. It's not out here. It's here. I got to get this changed. Okay? Because people cannot influence the direction and the course of my life unless I let them. We fought more devils when we started this church and even, you know, as we went down the road than you can imagine. People persecuting us, calling us a cult, telling us we were this and that and the other. You'd never make it. They'll never be there. They'll never. But I'm telling you, 45 years later, we're still here. Are you listening to me? So you're always going to have that. You know, and if it's not in that realm, it'll be in something else. But thank God he'll put you over if you'll start believing him. And he'll lead you and he'll guide you in the way that you should go. Hallelujah. So you got to stop listening to the other side and you got to start listening to him. And I mean, it might be a simple prayer just saying, God, I am not very smart, but I am looking at you. you with me? And I don't know how to figure this out, but you do. Those are good prayers. Hallelujah. And I tell you what, he'll show up for you. Can you say amen? amen. So, and, and here's the thing about it is a lot of people, they talk that way and they're not even conscious of it. You know? So, um, but here's the point. That's not what faith does. Faith says what the Bible says. Israel was a great example of that. and We don't have time to get into it. Well, you know, it's only 10 minutes till. Hey, how about that? Y'all doing all right? Well, let's look at this. Numbers 13. We got nine minutes. Come on. Nine minutes. Numbers chapter 13. I love this story, man. It is so chocked full of truth. Notice what it says here in verse 13, uh, or chapter 13, verse 27. This is when... Moses sent the 12 spies out. They come back and brought him word, what they seen and discovered after 40 days. In 27, and they told him, him being Moses, they said, we came to the land where you sent us, and surely, everybody say surely. surely. Yeah, it flows with milk and honey. What's that mean? Man, there's a huge blessing on the other side. Huh? It's good. Life is good. And, and listen, this is where God wants to take them. That's where God wants to take you. Did you hear me? Huh? You know, he didn't say, oh, by the way, we want to take you down here to Egypt, and then we're going to take a hard right. We're going to end up in the middle of stinking nowhere where it's all just desert and dusty, and there ain't no water and nothing else, and this is where you can live. He didn't do that. He said, no, this is the land I promise you, and they're living in it today. Are you with me? And they've made the desert bloom, baby. I'm telling you what, it's an amazing place. Are you with me? So God, when he leads, okay, just by simple principle, where he leads is a place of goodness and grace and blessing. That's what he wants for your home. That's what he wants for your job. That's what he wants for your business. That's what he wants for your kids. That's what he wants for your marriage. All of these different areas within our life, that's the place that God will lead you. Are you with me? So he said, uh, it, it's, it, they said, it, it flows with milk and honey. Verse 28, nevertheless, and this is where you could put right out next to that. <laughs> Ah, this is where the tone changes, and now we're going to talk doubt and unbelief. So, because what he said was, is, hey, it's everything God said it was, man. This place is amazing. But, or, nevertheless, the people that be strong that dwell in the land, the cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the sons of the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, Canaanites by the sea, and by the coast of Jordan. So you see what's happening. He said, yeah, it's everything that God said it is, but I want you to tell you, I want to tell you, we're no match for this. 
See, that's what the devil tells you when you want a better life, when you want to come out, when you want to see exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever ask or think. The devil will tell you, no, you're never leaving because the mountain is too high. You know, the, the journey is too long. It's too hard. There's too many obstacles. You've screwed everything up. You can, you know, God can never redeem. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't even know what it looks like, but I'm telling you, it's all from hell. Because you can go to the land that God has promised you if you'll just believe him. So they say all this stuff, and all of a sudden, everybody, you know, they're, they're, well, the scriptures tell us that they made the heart of the people melt. So what does Caleb do? Everybody say, I love Caleb. Yeah, this guy is the bomb, man. In verse 30, Caleb stilled all the people before Moses, and he said, let's go up at once and possess it. Now, that's a different voice. Huh? Can you imagine? I mean, you could have heard a pin drop at that point. Let us go up at once and possess it. Now, notice what he goes on to say, for we are well able. Now, let me ask you a question. Did it look like they were well able? No. But he said, God said, I've given you that land. And so he said, we're well able. I don't know how, but God said, that belongs to us. Let's go get it. Huh? We're well able. Praise God to overcome. That's what faith is. I believe in a better life. I believe in a great family. I believe in my needs being met. I believe in my ability to support others. And, you know, all of those kinds of things. Why? Because it's in the Bible. So the, the, verse 31, but the men that went up with him, he said, we can't go up there against the people. They're stronger than we are. And they brought up an evil report. That was an evil report of doubt and unbelief, wasn't it? Of the land which they searched, the children saying, the land through which we've gone, it's a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw are great men of great stature, or men of great stature. We saw the giants, the sons of Anak, that come of the giants, and we were, this was their biggest problem, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in there. They were defeated, you guys, before they ever got started. So then in verse 1 of the 14th chapter, now all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried to the people, wept all half the night. And then all the children of Israel murmured against Moses. Isn't it just like that? Somebody tells you what it is that God wants to do in your life, and you get up against it, and the first thing you want to do is blame the leadership. Would to God they just left us in Egypt. Yeah, that's a great life, being a slave. Are you with me? God has a whole lot better for you than to be a slave. Are you listening to me? So they began to murmur against Moses and Aaron. Notice what it then goes on to say. Uh, the whole congregation said to them, would to God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we had died in the wilderness? And why have, <laughs> has the Lord? Now, they're not going to just get after the leadership. They're going to start blaming God now. Why did the Lord lead us out here, you know, in this land? To fall by a sword that our wives and our children should be prey? Uh, we're not better for us to return to Egypt? I mean, don't you just want to slap somebody? You know? But that's exactly what happens in our lives when we start listening to the wrong voice. And we miss the blessing. The Bible says in Psalms, they limited the Holy One of Israel. God wanted them people to go into that land. He had done so many miraculous things to get them out of Egypt. And then not only that, but everything he did to sustain and keep them while they were in the wilderness. And these clowns still gave it all up. And finally, you know, after all of that, God just said, all right. I'm going to judge you out of your own mouth. And you will die in this wilderness, and you'll never see that land. And the only two that got to go was Josh and Caleb. Well, I want to be like Josh and Caleb, don't you? I'm going to be of that company, and I'm going to believe what it is that God has said. And I guarantee you that if you'll do that, your life will change. I said your life will change. Most of the time, when it comes to our lives, it is a failure to apply. We just... 
you know, you, you, you got to get your head wrapped around and your heart wrapped around what that means as an application within your life. Amen. And so being in services like this and different things like that, you know, um, that's what that's what does it. Can you say amen? Lots more that I could talk about here, but well, we get, we're time's up. 7.59. Hallelujah. Did y'all get something out of tonight? Come on. Hey, amen. You're, you, you know, you have the spirit of faith. I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. What are we going to speak? We're going to say what God's word says. Huh? We're going to stop talking about the problem and we're going to start talking about what he said. Come on now. Help me here a little bit. Tell me you're going to do that. Just nod your head if you don't want to say anything. Just kind of do this. Because I'll tell you what, it'll be a game changer for you. You know, when people start talking ugly, you just stop talking. And then if you get a chance, tell them to stop talking. Amen? I'm not talking about being rude. Sometimes you have to be rude because people are rude. But I'm just saying, man, you know, we got to get on the right side of the track here because there's so many things, you guys, that God wants to do yet in our lives. And he wants to use us. You know, hallelujah. So he'll, you know, it's kind of like uh, Joe Morris said, you know, man, I mean, he'll get it to you if he can get it through you. Amen. Y'all glad you came? Let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Father, tonight, we're so privileged to be able to behold these things from your word. We have this record that you've given to us, Father, so that we can order our own lives so that we can navigate uh, according to what it is that you have prescribed. So we trust you tonight, Father. We believe your word. And we know, hallelujah, even though, you know, the war may be raging, may there be many lies and different things that we are being told. Father, tonight we choose to believe you. Hallelujah. So God, I thank you for your wisdom within the heart of each and every person here this evening. God, that they will divinely have their steps ordered by you to do what it is that needs to be done. Hallelujah, where their lives are concerned. We come against the lies of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Father God, I thank you for infusing new hope, new life, fresh faith into the heart of every person here because they've heard the word of God. And so we just thank you, Father God, that as they move forward in these days, weeks, and months ahead, that, Lord, life will be different. Glory to God. And we'll start taking up new ground, greater and greater territory where our lives are concerned. And, Father, things will plane out because we, we, we believe. We have the spirit of faith. And so we just thank you for your blessing in every life, every heart, every family, even those, Father, that aren't here tonight. Oh, we rejoice. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord for setting our hearts on fire for you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.